Welcome to Nest Church, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nestchurch.com. We hope to see you soon. And remember, you Praise God. Amen. And today, um, we're going to continue uh, with our series, Word from the Fam. And, and um, maybe it's not someone that you see here every Sunday, but it's someone who we consider family uh, here to our nest. And uh, we're very uh, appreciative to the gift uh, that he gives unto the Lord and, and for the ministry that he has, him and his wife and and the blessing that his family is, and especially to us, to our nest, to our, fa- our family personally. Uh, this weekend, we were able to go on, on a little retreat and, and take uh, the leaders and, and just really pour into. And we were blessed to have him with us and, and really uh, just have a, a beautiful time with the Lord and, and in his presence. So I, I know today you're going to be blessed by the word. And um, we're going to stick around right after we're done. Uh, with the word and all that and we're going to go we have we have some important announcements that we want to give you but just stick around right after and we'll do that but let's get into the word and let's welcome um pastor max today as he brings us the word and just we're very grateful and thankful for that for him this is not a good church to to come when your legs are sore I was struggling. I was struggling yesterday, man. Just close your eyes for a second. Um, just want to thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in this place. I pray that today the voice that everyone hears in this room is not my voice, but yours, Holy Spirit. That your whisper would resonate, my God, in the deepest parts of our being. We need you. We need your voice, my God. We need your voice. Um, so last time. I believe I gave you a word. I don't remember sometimes the things that I say, but uh, I know it was particular, and I think it had to do with something with being in a box, right? I've been doing a lot of homework with my son, so I have shapes in my head. <laughs> uh, but what, what, what I feel the Spirit saying is that you're no longer in a box. That you're more, uh, how do I say it? Uh, you're easily molded. More, it's easier to mold. It's not just you know so many angles, but those lines are are bending now. And I feel like what the Holy Spirit's telling me now is that He wants to erase the line. So He's been taking you on a journey, step by step, and He's ready to take you to another place even in your relationship with him. And I look at lines as limits sometimes and boundaries that are man-made and experience has affected us at past situations. But 
your father just wants to erase all those lines because it's not only impeding for some things to get to you but it's also impeding for some things that he's given you to get to others Father, I thank you, my God, for my brother. I thank you, my God, because you know his heart and what he's living. I thank you for the grace that you extend to him, my God. Because you are kind and you're slow to anger, my God, and you lead him gently, Lord. And I pray, Father God, that those lines, my God, would be erased. And that there would be an overflow towards him and from him I bless him my God I bless him Father God to hear your voice clearly my God and to take those steps in faith like Pastor Regal was saying in trust in confidence not in him but in you Jesus I thank you my God um we go. Can you stand up for a second, please? Just close your eyes. So, I know a little bit about your situation because the last time we came, my wife and I prayed for you because I, I don't I want people to be impressed, but but I believe that there's a word from the Father to you today. I saw a picture of you holding like two ropes and you in the center. And it was just stretching you and you were just shaking. And I feel like the, the Father's just saying, it's like, let go of the rope. It's going to be okay. Just let go of the rope. See, when, when Abraham took Isaac to the mountain, he didn't know the end of the story. So he was willing to let it all go for him. He already had a word of a nation and the peoples and Sometimes our picture looks way different than his. So just let go of the rope and trust and rest. The other thing that I heard him say is, and this is, I was a little hesitant about this because it's in public, but then he told me that he holds you at a higher standard. called to live different 
So stop looking around and set your eyes on Jesus and be faithful to what he's putting in your heart. The conviction that he's asked you to walk with. Father, I thank you for your redemptive love, my God. This woman is a story of redemption. Hmm. You are not done with her, my God. Far from done, my God. And I pray that today, today she would put all her trust in you. All her trust in you, my God. Every single drop. I bless her, my God. And I thank you for what you're doing in her life. Thank you for being present in her life. Thank you for your loving kindness towards her, my God. Thank you, my God. In Jesus' name. I'm gonna sing a song, just a piece of it, and uh, I'm just gonna ask everybody if they can close their eyes, and, and I'll sing it. I want to sing it over Betsy specifically, and I want us just to be in reverence in the Lord as I as I sing, you know, that that God would have His will today. Hands up, everybody. Come all on. my hope is built on your love, and all my fountains are in you. With every breath I live for you, Lord, all my fountains are in you. All my hope. 
hope is built on your love and all my fountains are in you with every breath i live for you lord father everything that we need is in you sometimes we complicate things and because of situations or pain or immaturity we start searching all over for fountains that will never satisfy what's on the inside of us holy spirit I promise I'm going to get to the word, but I just got to be obedient. You guys okay? Can you come up here for a second? It's your wife? She's in the kids. Can is there any way that we can get her? Sama pala? Good. Awkward silence. <laughs> oh, man. It's easy. I'm going to tell you guys something. It's easy to flow in this house. I don't know. It's easy. There's some places you go and you feel like you're ramming your head against a wall. And you're like, ah. So I found out yesterday. You're not in trouble. Don't worry. <laughs> that my mother they they uh their anniversary day is the same day as our anniversary day, March 17th. It was cool. Now we found out a bunch of things that you know we knew a bunch of people, but uh, I kind of wanted to honor you guys. It's crazy, you know, because I believe God is in the details. And yesterday while we were eating, uh, lunch, you said something that was like. Seemed like nothing, but I believe in 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 the Father's heart is heavy. And as you, Regal was in a pastor. Regal was eating. At, I mean, talking to who's he talking to? He was talking to somebody. Yeah, before lunch, whatever doesn't matter. He was in the back talking to somebody, and you said something. I was like, oh, I'm waiting for Pastor Regal to finish, but it looks like they're going long. The culture of honor, and I'm not talking about the sick honor or this, you know.、Um, Kissing butt, like brown nosing honor. I'm talking about honor, because honor is a principle in the kingdom of God. It's it's a truth, right? And people have abused it to control and to manipulate. But I believe that God has placed a a sincere, pure heart in you guys. And I want you guys to know that you are someone that God wants to use to show what honor looks like in this house. See, because you're happy being in secret, you're happy being back there with the kids, you're happy sitting in almost the last row, and that's why He can trust you with that, because you're not looking for the spotlight, you're looking for His heart.
Can I pray for you guys? Father, I thank you for this amazing couple. Thank you, my God, for the heart that they have, that they will never lose that, my God. That they will never lose that, my God, that they would keep and guard their hearts, Father God, in every season and in every moment, my God. And I ask you, Father, that you would speak to them, my God, and teach them and guide them in what it is to bring that culture to wherever they're at. Not just this house, but everywhere they go, my God. That servanthood, that that heart of honor, my God. That heart of, of yielding and putting others before them, my God. Because that's what it is. It's, it's considering their neighbor greater than what they are, my God. And I pray, Father God, that that would be something that that, that seeps down into, the, into their kids and everyone that's around them, my God. That it would be contagious. I declare that doors will open because of that heart. I declare, my God, that men and women, Father God, of great importance will yield to their counsel because of that heart. And I know, my God, that you have brought him, you have them in this house, Father God, in this moment, in this season, for the great purpose, Lord. So do with them as you please, my God. Bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. I think we're done for now. You're good, bro. Thank you, man. All right. How's everybody doing? This weekend was amazing. I was only there yesterday, but yesterday was powerful. Um, I brought it because yesterday I was freezing. I think it was that, that room was cold, man. Like I'm not. You gotta ask my wife. I, in my in my house, I have the AC like at 65 always, and my kids are always complaining every morning. They're like, "It's so cold," you know. But I was cold yesterday, man. But definitely, God moved and. Uh, you guys got to be grateful that your pastors are obedient to heart, uh, God's heart and God's voice because as the leadership goes, the church goes. And the fact that they're taking time, you know what I'm saying? They're taking time, money, effort to spend the weekend set apart for him is big. So... Be grateful for the leadership that you have and pray for them because it's not easy leading. All right? You hear? All right. So today, the teaching is called Hope Secured. Hope Secured. And we're going to go into into three things that allow us or help us or push us to secure that hope that is, that is extended towards us. The Bible says that hope is the anchor to our faith. And we're going to get to that a little later. But hope is so important. See, you need hope only when there is a hopeless situation. Right? If, there, if, there's, if, if there's hope, you don't need hope because it's there. It's present. Yes? But when you look at a situation or you look at your life or you look in the mirror and you're like, this is hopeless. Like, there's no way out of this. That, that's where, where hope, 
you know, comes into play. And I want to go um, to a scripture in Hebrews. Chapter 6. And we're going to go to verse, we're going to start in verse 9. I'm gonna, in verse 9. Let me know when you're there. Okay. It's funny how everybody says amen when they're there. Like, I don't know who came up with that. Like, no, nobody says I'm there. Everybody says amen. All right. It's cool. It works for me. At least I know you're there. And this is what it says. Dear friends, even though, so he, he's, he's talking about, you know, people before these, 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 this verse that we're going to read, he's talking about people backslidden, people that have fallen away, people that knew God and, and, and tasted God. It was crazy that you were singing that song, that, that, had, that have been in the presence, that have experienced who God is and, and, and have, have gone away and turned away. And, and, and like, I, I don't want to, like the word that this, the, the verse says that it's impossible for those people to, to return. It's difficult. You know, it's, it's not my words, it's, it's, it's the scripture. But then he says, dear friends, even though we are talk talking this way, we really don't believe this applies to you because everybody's here, right? So this, that before doesn't really apply to you, but this is what it says. We are confident that are, that you are meant for better things, things that come with salvation. Here we go. For God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him and how you have shown his love to him by caring for other believers. So this is what he's saying. He's like, he's like, listen, Paul's saying, like, I, I, I need you need, I need you to understand that God sees your hard work, that God sees your effort, that God sees you, uh, parents, instructing your children in His ways, praying for them in the morning, doing homework with them. We were talking about that yesterday. Parents in the house, say Amen. Amen. I was like, I hate school. My wife says, Oh, I would love to go back to school. That's like a curse word for me. I would never, never go back to school. I mean, I say never because the Lord works in mysterious ways, but I, it's just not a desire that's in my heart right now. You know, and it's just, it's crazy. And, and we work hard, you know, and we, and we go to work and we, and we, and, and we walk a lifestyle of, 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 of holiness and set, being set apart at our jobs and, and we do this and we do that. See, God says, and, and, and we love on people and we, and we see a homeless person in the street. My kids love giving food to the homeless. They love it. Like every time they see homeless, daddy, daddy, we have food? Like if I have a stash of food in the car. Like, no, I don't have food. Like, you know what I'm saying? But there's times that we would, we go, we, we stop at a gas station, we buy some chips, we buy, and we go and we give it to them. They love doing that. You know, and, and God says that I see that. I see you. I see your effort in, in, in caring for other believers and caring for my people. And, and, and then he says this. As you, our great desire, is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true. You want to secure your hope? You got to love others. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, right? 
Because we're like, what? What? In order for me to secure my hope, which is the anchor of my faith, how do I secure it? By loving others. You know why? Because everything is a seed. In Galatians 6, 7, 9, do not be deceived. I just need you to stay with me. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. For he who sows his flesh will, will, will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Now listen to 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. The reason that it says reap is because there's a seed that you sowed, which is doing good. So what happens is this. Um, all right, let me try something really quick. I'll put it back, I promise. Can I get that bucket right there? It doesn't have money, right? Okay, cool, just let me get the bucket. All right, be right up. Okay. So this is us, right? We pick up, like, we're dealing with an issue. We're dealing with sickness. Oh, Father, we're praying for healing. This is sickness. We have financial issues, right? Yes? And then we, and this is financial issues. And we, and we start praying for breakthrough in our finances. Here, here, here. Okay, you know? And then we have uh, family problems. And then we pick up family problems. And this is how we're walking. And all we do is pray for, Father, do this in my life. Father, and there's nothing wrong for praying for breakthrough in your own life. Don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you not to pray for the things that you're going through. But if all you're praying for is you, there's an issue. If, you're, if, if your prayer sounds like a warm-up to vocal lessons, me, 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 there's an issue. There's an issue. There is an issue. And a lot of the church here in the United States, in, in, in Florida, in Miami, in Hialeah. I say, you got to say it. If you say Hialeah, you got to be like, Hialeah. You know, so you got to say it with some flavor. But the, we are self-centered, not Christ-centered. So most of us walk around like this. Now listen, um, Adrian, can you come up here for a second? Grab that bucket right there that's under here, right there. I'm taking all the buckets. Okay. Adrian's all muscular, so you're going to be God, all right? <laughs> just, just, just stand there and look godly, bro. Look godly. I don't know what that is, but look godly. All right, so, <laughs> so this is it. All right, so this is it. So we're here, and all, of, all we're thinking is about us. Yes? And we go to God. And God wants to give me more. There's no room. So this is what happens. This is where hope comes. Because instead of worrying so much about my healing... Why don't you start praying for your sister that's dealing with the same issue? Here you go, sister. Instead of worrying about your finances, why don't you just start praying and sowing into someone that, that's dealing with the same issue? Instead of praying just for your family because your family is going through it, why don't you pray for your neighbor's family? And now, give me what's mine. 
The Bible says that he gives seeds to the sower. The problem is that we don't like sowing. We want to hold on to our seed. And if you hold on to your seed, the hope is in you because the seed is, hasn't been released to do what a seed is meant to do, which is grow. You guys hearing me? You can, God, you can sit down. Here you go. Appreciate that. So check this out. There was one time uh, we were going to like a meeting in like an old building right there across Miami-Dade. And uh, it was like maybe like, like nine of us. Something like that. And uh, we're going in. We get there. Everybody gets there. We park. We walk out. We get into the elevator. You know, we press the up button or the, the floor. Door closes. The elevator goes up. It gets stuck. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's only a three-story building, but you're in, a, in an elevator, a small elevator in an old building with nine people. So I'm like, you know, you got you to gotta man up. You can't be panicking. You know what I'm saying? There was, there was girls there, everybody. And then you see like, you see like, you know, you, you have like that face like, we're going to be all right. But you, you know, you're like, it starts getting hot. We're all sweating. We called, we called 911. We're like, we're stuck in the elevator. There's nine of us. And, uh, you know, everything's good. And all of a sudden, one of the girls is like, <sighs> And I'm like, are you okay? She was doing like the Shakira move. And I was like, you're, you're right. And then, you know, we try, are you okay? Just breathe, just breathe. And all of a sudden, <sighs> another girl, she starts breathing. They're hyperventilating. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And then finally, maybe, you know, we're trying to calm them down. We're sit down, sit down. We're blowing air. It's all hot air. We're all like sweating. We're all, it's, it's crazy. You know, everybody's a little nervous. And finally, you, you, you hear like, da, da, da. It's the fire department. Are you okay? And we're like, yeah, we have a couple people that are little. They're, they're, it looks like they're hyperventilating. Okay. And so they start opening. They open it. And as soon as they open, they, they have, the two girls have a panic attack. And I didn't know this happened, but. Their hands clenched. They were like, and I, I thought they were throwing gang signs. I was like, what's up? What they do, bro? You know, what's up? Like, what you trying to do, bro? You know, <laughs> but but it, but it wasn't that. You know, and we finally got out of the elevator, and I was like, bro, what an experience! I never want to experience it again. But it was crazy. And I started thinking yesterday when I was preparing the teaching, and, I, and, I, and this came to my mind. See, like when, when we stepped into the elevator, the elevator had a capacity that it could hold to function the way it's supposed to function. When the capacity was met or it was passed, it stopped functioning the way it's supposed to function. And then we got stuck. And I believe... There's some of us here that have limited our capacity because we choose not to love others. And that's why you're stuck. And that's why we're stuck. Because this Christian walk is all about 
you. You guys are with me? Let's keep reading. (sighs) Check this out. Then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and endurance. It's not just faith. And if you notice, in order for you to have faith, you need to have hope because hope is the anchor to our faith. You need faith and endurance. A lot of people believe that it's only faith. And if you're, if it's only faith, then eventually you'll fade away because it's not just faith, it's endurance. And we talked about yesterday in the leadership that, that we sometimes live Christianity from event to event. Sunday happens, boom. Wow, what a great experience. And then nothing happens Monday through Friday and then boom, Sunday. And then a men's conference and a women's conference and a youth conference and everybody's conference. And, and I'm not saying there's, any, there's nothing wrong with that. But if your life is full of events, then you're not going to see progress. Because the Christian walk is not an event. It's a process. So what happens if... If you, if you don't understand that it's faith, which happens, it, faith moves mountains and, and things and events and situations happen because of our faith. But without endurance, you won't submit to the process. I don't know if that makes sense. But that was yesterday's teaching. I'm not going to stay there. Verse 13. So the first thing we need to do to secure our, 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 our secure our hope is love others. Number two, his promise, if you're taking notes, his promise, his oath. Let's listen to this. For example, verse 13, there was, there was God's promise to Abraham. Since there was no one greater to swear by, God took an oath in you and I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Then Abraham waited patiently, and he received what God had promised. Now, when people take an oath, pay attention to this, they call someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. And without any question, without any question, that oath is binding. God also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. The two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy what? Anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Jesus has already gone in there for us. He has become the eternal high priest in the order of Melchizedek. So, what is the hope? The hope is that we have access. Yes? His promise, his oath. So, 
pretty much what happens when there was an oath back in the day, this is what happens. Okay, hey, my brother, I, 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 I want to promise that I'm going to give you a million dollars. It's not, not literally, not yet. Because um, if I have a million dollars to give, that means I'm good. But, uh, but that's, that's a joke. Uh, but not very funny. So um, if I'm going to make a promise to you, I, and I wanted to, to secure that, that promise, I would, and, and make it a promise, not just a promise, but an oath, I would get somebody that's greater than me, you know, to, to be a witness to what I'm doing, to make sure that my promise is kept. Right? So God makes a promise to us that we have access to Jesus, to him, because of what Jesus did. And that promise is secured by him because he's the one making the promise. But not only that, he's the witness to the oath because there's no one greater than him. He's doubling down on his promise. It's a promise and an oath. And why is it important and why does it bring hope that we know we have access? I don't know about you, but you guys have cable at home? Yeah? What you got? AT&T? How many Comcast guys here? Oh, man, I hate Comcast. I mean... I love them in the Lord, but I, that's was bad. And, and when you call and complain because your bill's too high, because whatever is happening where it's not working, and you're talking to someone, and you're like, listen, da, 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 I was like, you know, and, and, and you're asking, and they're not giving, and, and they're not giving you what you need, what do you do? No, before that, and you got, you, the cancel, the, the cancel culture is like, it's canceled, the dang girl. I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna pray for you, my brother, you know what I'm saying? Got canceled. Got canceled. Supervisor. Why? Because the person that you're talking to doesn't have the authority to resolve your problem. Yes? Can I get a supervisor? You want access to someone that has the power to change your situation. And when you speak to a supervisor, tell me, no, there's a little bit of hope inside your heart that you're going to get your way. Yes? yes? Come on now. I've been with you for 15 years and I'm, there you go. Come on. I, 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 I spit that game too. You know what I'm saying? And there's hope in your heart that you're going to get what you want. Because you got access to a supervisor in Comcast. So what happens is when you're living problems in your walk and you look at this scripture and you see, I got access to the boss. I got access to the father because of what Jesus did. Your hope is secured. If your hope, if you, if little hope starts stirring in your heart when you talk to a supervisor from Comcast, how much hope stirs in your heart when you talk to your king? What happens in your heart when all of a sudden you're in the middle of, of crisis and you and you said, Lord, you have access and you go after him and you hear the voice of your father. It's going to be OK, son. It's going to be OK, daughter. Everything changes. Hope secured. Hope secured. Hope secured. You know what's robbed us from this? It's the orphan spirit. And this is not even in my notes. Because having the access, not feeling that we belong, we don't take advantage of the access. 
you know what, my, what makes my son feel loved the most? It's funny. Yesterday he came up, he comes up to me and he's like, Daddy, I was watching, what's that, what's that movie, man? With the little dog that talks and he has a son. Huh? Yeah, it's, but it's human. The boy, he adopts a son and he's human. Peabody, that's Mr. Peabody. All you parents, you failed the test. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> and he was like, Daddy, you know what I love about that, about that, uh, that movie? Sherman, there you go. Is that it's a father and son thing. And I'm like, all right. I'm talking about, I don't know how to feel like that because I don't know if he was calling me a dog or because the dad is a dog in the movie. I was like, what was that? Was that like a, but I understood that he loves things that it's me and him. You know, and, 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 and even what we watch movies, we're both uh, Rocky fans. We love watching Rocky. We, we did a birthday. One of his birthdays was a, was, a, was a boxing Rocky birthday. And we do all these things and we wrestle. But you know what, what's the thing that just, you know? And every time that, that it happens, he tells daddy, I love you so much. Is when I, when I love him, when he feels like he doesn't deserve it. And little by little... What's happening as I'm chipping away, even though he's still like, listen, like I said, I, yes, I, I got a meme mug. My wife always tells me like, watch your look. Because I will look at you and you feel like. <clears throat> I used to have this look that I called the dumb look that it's not because I look dumb. It's just it makes you feel dumb. You guys feel, right? you feel it, right? Is it? <laughs> but my facial expressions have done damage to my son. Because he looks at me and instead of feeling freedom to come to me, he feels fear. So I'm, we're chipping away. And how am I chipping away? By making sure that he knows and feels accepted when he fails. If you're here and what you do is feel fear when, when, you, when you fail, then I, I want to challenge you. The next time that you fail, which will probably be today, run to God. You're not going to feel like it, but I need, uh, you need to experience his acceptance in the middle of your failure. Because you have access and that access is going to bring healing to, to those things that you're struggling with. But you're not, you're not running to him because you feel you don't deserve the access. So I pray that the orphan spirit dies today in this room. That it has no authority over our lives today. Amen? All right. You guys receiving? He's saying that I promise that no matter what, you have access to me because of Jesus. If you're sick, he's your healer. If you're anxious, he's your prince of peace. If you're surrounded by darkness, he is your light. He's everything. Hope secured. Point number three. Get to the deep. Get to the deep. Get to the deep. This hope, verse 19, is a strong and trustworthy anchor. Man, come on now. It's not just the, it's not just the anchor. 
it, it's a strong anchor. Because you can have an anchor, but it could be like, you know, cheap, doesn't weigh too much. It's a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. How many times have we got to quiet our soul? You know what I'm saying? Huh? I don't know about you, man, but there's some times that, that my soul is screaming at me and I'm like, shh, quiet. And it's so hard sometimes. But hope is an anchor to our soul. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. So it's an anchor. And I started thinking about this, man. Because an anchor brings, it says it's a strong and trustworthy anchor. If you are in, in, a, in, a, in, in a boat and you're in the middle of the sea or the ocean and you, and you throw, anchor, throw the anchor down, it guess what? It brings you what? Stability? Yeah? Because, you know, even though the, the ocean is going to get a little rough, it, that, 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 that's, that, that, that you're tied down to the anchor, you know, allows you to, uh, to have this security that, you know, even though the waves are rough, the anchor is holding you in place. Right? That's what an anchor does. Now, I'm not a sailor and I'm not about fishing and all that stuff, but I think that's pretty much what the anchor does. But the anchor works best in deep water. So what happens is this. Picture, have you guys been to Grandin Park? Yeah? Anybody, everybody, every, you live in Miami, you've been, everybody's been to Grandin Park. So what, what, what is, tell me something that is characteristic of Grandin Park. Anybody? Huh? Shallow, right? It's shallow, like about 100 yards out. Right? And I'm talking about, yeah, the Farito is a little wave. I'm talking about more like, you know, the, I don't know, two or three or, I don't know which one it is. But it's, it's like, it's like shallow. You, you, you go, right, and you walk 100 yards and the water hasn't gone past your knee. And you're like, what in the world, bro? How far do I need to go? Like, you know, I'm short, but not even me. Like, you know, I'm like, goodness, bro. This is crazy. And I, and I pictured myself throwing an anchor there. And I was like, hmm. What, what was strong and trustworthy in the deep becomes a weight in the shallow. A lot of us haven't ex haven't seen hope in action because all we want to do is play in the shallow. Every time that God is saying, okay, son, let's go to the deep. Nah, <laughs> there's sharks out there, man. You guys know my fear of sharks. I didn't want to take a shower after watching Jaws. We talked about that before. Put it behind me and praying for the Lord to heal me of that wound. But we're so scared of the deep because the deep is so unpredictable. In the shallow, you have complete control. Even, even if there's waves in the shallow, you're standing up. Like the worst thing that it can do is, oh, I mean, sometimes it gets crazy, but it knocks you down and you have sand everywhere. <laughs> what was that? You know? And you wake up and you stand up, make sure nobody saw you, you know, look like a fool. You know, if a storm comes, you're in the shallow. If, an, if, a, if a beast from the sea comes, which they don't get too close, you're in the shallow. There's, there's no risk. 
there, there's, there, everything is safe, so if it's safe, you don't need hope. And what happens is a lot of us, can, we, a lot of us confuse safety with peace. Safety is not peace. Because you can be, feel safe, but that's not peace. You feel safe because you're not willing to go where God is asking you to do. Real peace is going to where God is telling you to do and know that he's in control. See, what happens is that when you go into the ocean, you say, Lord, okay, I'm going away from everything that I hold dear and keeps me safe. I'm going away from ground and trees and I can see everything in the shallow. You know, I, you know, I, 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 I hate the ocean because I'm like, I mean, I don't hate it, but I'm just scared because, you know, you're out there even like we've gone, to, we've gone camping. If you see a snake, you see it coming and you go the other way. You know, if you see an alligator, if it's coming, you run and, and it's all good as long as you're not the slowest guy in the group. You're good. You know, that's why you got to always hang around. You know, you got to make sure you can run faster than the people that you go camping with. Because if there's a bear, you're like, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? And homie's going to stay in the back and be lunch. But it's not you. You know, <laughs> I'm joking. If you're a slow runner, it's, I was, you know, don't take it personal. It was just a joke. But we need to understand that hope becomes the anchor only when faith is needed. Hope becomes the anchor only when faith is needed. Check this out, man. And without faith, it is impossible. God takes pleasure in you walking in faith. Even if you get it wrong sometimes. <gasps> what? Yeah. Because you're going to get it wrong. You're going to take a step of faith and it's going to be the wrong step, but it's okay. You took it in faith. And there's grace and mercy extended in the fact that you trusted God for something. Now, no, now don't do this one. Oh, no, because the Lord spoke to me and it's just to get your way. That's a different story. And at the end of the day, you can fool man, but God cannot be mocked. So you, you go at your own risk. Because there's a lot of people like, oh, no, I'm taking a step of faith. You know, you know, he's, you know, he's only been in church for two months, but, you know, he's, you know, I can see he's holy. Holy, you know, I watch how he worships and, you know, I like his, his swag. You don't know if he's worshiping or he's in a Jodeci video, you know, like, what are you doing, brother? Oh, no, but you know, is that, you know, I, I, you know, I felt peace doing this business, even though he asked me to, to lie. Because that's the house of my dreams. And God showed me in my, in my vision board. Yeah? That's not faith. That's manipulation. That's deceit. And you're going to reap this. The, the, you're going to reap the fruit of that seed. Because everything's a seed. But hope. Hope is the anchor to our faith. And today, we're here, and some of us have lost hope. One, because hope, because your walk has, always, has only been about you and nobody else. Two, because you don't trust God and his oath and promise. And it's okay if you're there. Brother, you, you can come up with, with her. And three, 
you refuse to go to the deep. You know, one of the first things that I did when my son began to swim and he didn't know how to swim well yet, I said, swim to the deep. Go, swim to the deep. And I, and I swam with him, but I wanted him to get that fear of the deep out of his body, out of his heart, because God is in the deep. <laughs> Thank you, man. God is in the deep. God is in the deep. <laughs> the disciples would have never, would have not have been impressed with Jesus if he would have walked on water and in the shallow. It's just another man walking towards me. What, why they stood in awe is because he was walking on top of the waters in the deep. You only see those things in the deep. If not, what you're doing is carry the anchor and it's weighted. It's weight on your, on your, on your soul. It's weight... It's something that God's given you and you have. Think about this, guys. Picture that. And you're dragging it in because you refuse to go to the deep. How, how many of you guys have walked in the water? It's already tiring. You know, when you go work out, it's, it's good to work out at the beach, right? Because the water, the sand, you know, it just, it, 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 it requires more effort. So imagine having an anchor and dragging that on top already having to walk in the water. No wonder we're tired. No wonder we're weary. Hope. Some of you guys have been wounded by people that you've trusted. And, and, and you refuse to go into deep waters with the relationships that you have around you. And that's why you feel so weary and so tired. Today, God wants to stir hope in your heart. Just stand to your feet. Let's just sing a song, brother. Close your eyes. Just let the Holy Spirit seal the word. And whatever he's been speaking to you, just allow it to settle in your heart. And in just a moment, you're going to have an opportunity to respond to that. Just close your eyes. Again. Oh, and I will 
never forget the moment I met you, the moment you called my name, you pulled me out of the darkness, gave me a promise to never thirst again, and all that I ever wanted, my heart has found in you, and I tasted life, nothing satisfies like you do. The fountain won't run dry, nothing satisfies like you do. And I have tasted life, nothing satisfies like you do. The fountain won't run dry, nothing satisfies like you do. there's anybody here today that's convicted by the Holy Spirit that says, you know what? I'm, I'm in one of these three groups. I've been thinking just about me and nobody else. Haven't been loving others that God has called me to be and that's why I'm stuck. Or, you know what? I don't trust God. I've been there. I, I, I don't trust Him. Like, I don't know if, if his promise and his oath is true. And today God wants to deal with that in your heart because I know that you're wounded from the past. A father failed you, a mother failed you, a leader failed you, a boyfriend, a husband, a wife, somebody hurt you and it's okay. We go through like, but just don't stay there. Make a decision today. Or maybe you're here today and you live your life with Jesus in the shallow and that's why you haven't experienced certain things because you refuse to go to the deep. That's why you feel tired and weighed down because you're in the shallow carrying an anchor called hope. But God wants to take you to the deep so that you can experience his strong and trustworthy anchor. So you can see that he is who he says he is, that he is faithful and that he is true and that he will not abandon you or forsake you. So if you're here today and that is you, I just want to pray for you. That's all I want to do. Just come to the front. And all I want to do is pray. It's nothing out of this, out of this, out of crazy. Just come here and, we're, and just, we just want to pray for you. Come on. Come on. Come on to the front. Come on to the front. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Oh uh -huh. 
Father God, for your for your powerful word, oh God. And I just pray, Father God, that the, the word that was spoken today, Lord, that can be a pillar for our lives, oh God. That as we walk, Father God, that we walk in faith, Lord. For like he said, Lord, without faith, it's impossible to please you, oh God. So we come to you today, Father God, and we say thank you, Lord, for showing up in a mighty way, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for Pastor Max, Father God. And thank you for your presence that's, that's here, that you've spoken to us in a mighty way, Father God, that we can now live, Father God, for your glory continually, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for being on our sides, oh God, and just giving us what we need. Thank you, Father God, for your Holy Spirit that's here today, Father God. And Lord, throughout the week, Father God, Lord, that you give us the strength to meditate on this word, oh God, that it can sink deep, Father God, Lord, and that you could continue to speak to us throughout the remainder of the week. So, Lord, we thank you today, Father God, as a body, Lord, as a church, Lord, and as we just give you all the glory, oh God. We don't have words to say how much we thank you are for you and for your presence, oh God. So, Lord, well, we thank you today, Father God. We give you all the glory, Lord. We give you all the honor, Lord, and we give you all the praise. Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. How many of you guys are blessed today? Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering.